to another riveting edition of Rossi on Wrestling. Make sure your butt is confirmed and planted into your seat because we've got some crazy wrestling news to get to. I'm your host, Jason Rossi, and with me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast sphere. It is Billy D. Billy Biceps. Billy, how are you? I'm spinning and reeling in love. Um, oh, excuse me. Well, yeah, but... Love. Love from the song Spinning and Reeling in Love. Oh, by Creed Bratton. Creed, I love Creed. That is a great band. Can you take <laughs> me high? You? I do love Creed, but at work, somebody came in and was like, Billy, I'll give you $10 if you can guess who sings this. And they played Spinning and Reeling in Love. And I was like, ah, oh, like, it's a song. I've heard it before. I was like, ah, oh, it's from The Office. And I was like, I know Creed sang karaoke. Is it Creed? And I was fucking right. It was Creed Bratton, and it was fucking amazing. I won 10 bucks. Just a little side note, like don't you test won ten dollars? Yeah, don't test me on the grassroots. I was gonna say he's from the grassroots. Like obviously this guy wasn't an actor by trade. No, he was just a ra- he but he's fucking he, great. He wasn't a big part of the office, was he? Uh pretty much. I he mean, was, he, was he a major well, character? No, he was. He wasn't one of the main ones, but he's one of everybody's favorites, almost for no reason. He has some really good little moments. Okay, so we both watch a show, Lost. Yeah. So compare him to a character on Lost, like a Charlie type, or like no, way less than Charlie, almost okay. like a not a Nikki and Paolo. Oh my god, that. But, you're but thinking- like a Bernard. Okay, all right. So some, of that's, so some of that's like part of the dressing, but not really ever a major part. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's a background player. He's not as even as big as I would say Phyllis or Stanley. Um, I don't know what happened after like season six. I stopped watching. But if you want to test me on two through season six of The Office, I'm fucking scratch on. Oh really? Yeah. Well, that's I, ten bucks. I, yeah, I just I just knew $10 it. Ten dollars richer. Instinctively, I was like, it's Creed Bread. So obviously, we'll get to a lot of wrestling <laughs> news. But one news when it comes to The Office, what are your thoughts on this whole Netflix going to be done with the office in 2021 well if you follow me on my twitter i do at billy 11 yeah right i've like 20 yeah 24 11 i follow Uh, you 24 hours a day 11 days a week i i tweeted out i have season two through six that i ripped off dvds years ago okay i'm good like if you want what do you mean you ripped them off like you're in a digital space the cloud like on like i took my dvds oh you actually have like another dvd yeah, I have the Office DVDs. I burnt them on my computer. Yeah, but what if I want to watch on my smartphone? Well, just fucking have your, uh, whatever it is, your Apple account that has, stores all your videos. Okay, so put it on the cloud. Yeah, the cloud. There you go. Yeah. I did that with Psych, which also, uh, me and Backcracker share that too. Like, we... You guys love Psych. We do. So, yeah, I, I I don't know. I've never seen The Office, but now I feel enticed to watch The Office. I would. Because now it's like, uh-oh, I don't know if I'll have this opportunity. Once, Even though NBC's going to have their own streaming thing, but I'm not yeah. going to buy it. Well, unless you buy it, I'll sell your yeah. user account. Once Michael leaves The Office, you don't even need to watch anymore because it's terrible. So how many seasons is that? Six? Like two to six. So, but what about one? Don't bother with one either? You can watch one. But it doesn't have, like, the crux of it? Eh, it's just, it, there's some good it's moments. It's like Seinfeld 1? Yes. Like, don't even, like, Seinfeld 1's li- literally don't bother. A little bit better than Seinfeld 1, but not great. Okay. Well, the, the Office, yeah, so if you are listening to this and you're like, oh my god, I have to stop and go watch that, hold on, hold on, you still have another year and change. Yeah, you or can watch years. it 182 times. It was 180 times as of the other day at midnight. Yeah, so. That was from uh, Barstool Statistics, which give you some of the most ridiculous statistics ever. Which I'm all about. I like that. The people get paid to do that. Yeah. I get paid to make memes. 
What a world we live in. That's great. I get paid to leave my job. So uh, <laughs> so let's get into it. So we got a lot of wrestling news. That's going to be the, the, the we're, that's all we're going to go over today. It's just all about the news. News you can use. And this is insane. So this is like, if we're having anybody that's new to the podcast, obviously appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcast. Pre- appreciate you listening. Follow along with at BillyD2411, at Jason D. Rossi. Uh, we talk a lot of wrestling on our Twitters, uh, share funny things, nuggets, news, and, um, but you know, also, if you're uh, on the iTunes, don't forget to uh, rate and subscribe and uh, And if review. you rate us, if yes. you rate oh, yes. us, you can ask me for a custom Photoshop. So we get a custom Photoshop if you review the podcast. Five star? Or do you not care about the star? Oh, it's got to be a fucking five star. If okay. you don't give us a five star, I'm going to Photoshop you as like a, I won't even say it. Like yes. A, well, it's a 9-11 like denying pedophile. Excuse <laughs> me. Whoa. Well, there goes the FCC. Um, all right. So today, there was a bunch of bombshells that came out. If you're anywhere a fan of wrestling, you know, you may have heard some of this, but we're going to start with the biggest news, I think, of the day that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff were going to be murdered. <laughs> no, that, that will get to murder. It's going to be some dark turns we're going to take on this podcast but wwe named paul Heyman and eric bischoff as executive directors of raw and smackdown so payman will be an executive director of raw and bischoff will be the executive director of smackdown this occurred according to sports illustrated justin barrasso who got this directly from wwe who released their own statement thereafter and by the way i love that guy good justin barrasso yeah good follow so, Great read. Justin Barrasso is like a dream job status. He works for Sports Illustrated. When I was a kid, I loved Sports Illustrated. I, my dad used to get it. I used to read it every week. But on top of it, he gets to write about all like the cool stuff. So like, and some junk in there too. The one thing that he's heavily criticized about, he gets a lot of his sources or maybe things just change because it's wrestling at the end of the day. Wrong. Like there was a big rumor. Yeah, WrestleMania 34. The big rumor was John Cena versus Rey Mysterio. That, of course, did not happen. But Man, that was like, yeah. but people like, I always say die on a hill of your source though. Like whatever. Like, yeah, I don't care the fuck it's yeah. wrestling it's fake anyways well, yeah uh, i don't really like the f word all right on this podcast i don't mind we use the other one get the f out yeah get, absolutely that's what i love that was the best campaign they ever had that might have also killed the popularity of the company all right so anyway so back to this so paul Heyman, eric bischoff executive directors of rod smackdown they're still both gonna report just this is the one thing that hasn't been made clear they're both going to directly report to Vince McMahon. So oh, still, really? No shit. But I mean, I think people heard this and like, it's like, oh, they're taking over the product. It's like, no, Vince is still the guy. And this also might of be some shots about who's not the guy. But let's start with your first reaction. You heard this. What do you think about Big it? Big who cares? You think it's a who cares? Yeah, I wrote an article that'll be up on jobberknocker.com later. It was a co-wrote one. We all wrote like a little ditty. Um, and my oh, Jack whole, and Diane? Yep. Um... Two American kids doing the best that they can. No. Did you just um, write the lyrics to Eric Bischoff's theme? Oh, I'm back. I'm back. And better who the than fuck cares? No, I like, got a knack. I don't care. Like, of making things better. I don't know. I'm, I'm an egomaniac. Anyways. That's so. great. That's great I just like the theme. I don't care if he's on TV. Just play me the theme once. I don't like it because WWE does this so many times where they just try to throw out a flashy name and it never works. It's like they always go to the well of here's a name. Here's what's going to happen. We brought this guy back. Nothing ever happens. Vince isn't going to change. Vince is going to have creative control. Paul Heyman had this position before and Paul Heyman was subsequently fired because he made SmackDown the better show. And everybody behind the scenes is like, oh, well, he was really tough to deal with. No, they were just like, oh. 
No, like you're not bigger than Vince, even though like if you have better ideas, you should rise to the top. Vince is not the most creative person in the world. There's no way he should be in charge of all the ideas. Wild card. Bitches. That rule right there tells you everything you need to know about Vince McMahon's creative approach. So this is like, it's good for people to like bring them back to the product who like these guys. That's about it. It's a laps fan move. So AEW, so my take on this is AEW is all about like the laps fan. Like the people that don't watch anymore, we want to bring them back. There used to be 10 million people that watch Raw um, or wrestling on Monday nights. And now there's only like two. Where did they go? We're trying to give them a product at AEW where you can come back to watch. And AEW is like that cool kid on the block. And WWE is kind of just there in people's eyes. They're the what do you call it? The Walmart. The Kleenex. Like everybody knows about it. it. And and if you like it you're going to stick with it. Like somebody like myself, I'm always going to, well I shouldn't say always. Like I consider myself someone that will always be interested in WWE's product. I thought that too. And well until recently it's been really strange. But WrestleMania hurt me a lot. But this move to me screams internet. It's like, we're going to tell those internet fans, here's something. Because if these guys aren't going to play direct roles on the television product, which I'm actually happy about on the Bischoff side, Heyman, I don't mind if we get more of, because maybe we can be more creative with Heyman like he was back when he was back with like CM Punk with like a stable. I wouldn't mind that. But what they're trying to say to you is, our creative approach is going to be no, different now. But that's their that's the message. But to me, it's like, well, what happens? Like, first of all, when? When is this going to affect? Who cares? But, but yeah, no, but I that's agree. important. And then on top of it, what are we really to expect out of this? Oh, no, no. Paul Heyman, who right now currently works writing Raw, is now the executive director of Raw. What does that really mean? Nothing. Is it just a fancy title to the internet? Nothing. Yes, 100%. So, and from what I know from listening to a lot of Eric Bischoff's podcasts, yeah. I... And like from what I've seen, the Hamlin Hustle documentary and all that, and what I know about him as a businessman, I respect these guys. I think they know what good content is clearly. That's... They know how to create good content. And that's why this move doesn't make a lick of sense to me because I don't think Eric Bischoff would take a job at a company like WWE where they don't do things the right way. And it's so clear as day from the Dean Ambrose podcast and all we've heard for years and years and years and years that these guys just have a fucking thumb up their ass and agree with whatever Vince says. So they're going to get frustrated if they actually get real control which I don't think they're going to have anyways I think it's just a, a, a name drop and that's it but like if they actually get control if Bischoff is actually a man of his word like he is on his podcast and he seems it's not going to go well or last long well the other thing is like I meant to man it's like sex I, what do you mean I'm just kidding it won't last long it won't go well <laughs> sometimes well for me you know when you get married it changes a little bit but you know you still got to get in there yeah you get in there, you work it out, you make, you make it happen. I don't know. You know what's the best part about when you get married? Life doesn't matter anymore. Uh, it's not like I, I'm, I was just throwing that out there as a joke. I wasn't trying yeah, to get I'm too getting, personal. <laughs> well, last week, part of the thing that got cut was us talking about the last time you tapped out. But anyways, so this whole oh, thing yeah, with yeah. Eric Bischoff, here's <laughs> the part that's intriguing about the Eric Bischoff side of it. Eric Bischoff hasn't been in wrestling, creative wrestling in over 18 years. When he joined WWE, when they did that, one of the best moments in Raw history, when he was announced as the general manager of Raw, he was he was just an on-screen character. Yes, and he so, was good at it. And he was. It was fun for a few years. He got a little tired because everything in WWE gets tired if you don't change it up a little bit. So this is going to be interesting because this is the first time he's back in creative. And before the podcast, what is the common denominator after all these moves? So the last time we announced two new uh, <laughs> two new people was Dana Conrad Warrior. Tom. 
and uh, and and Bruce Pritchard. Conrad Thompson has three of the most prominent people in wrestling right now, including he, oh yeah, and himself. Well, you have very so he does a pod. He has three pod. Well, four podcasts. I'm waiting. When's when's uh, Tony Schiavone getting a job here? He's never. So, so everybody hates Tony Schiavone. <laughs> that should be the name so, of the show. That actually would be a good. Like the What Happened When is such a good title for things, and I don't think it fits that show. No, it doesn't. But like, I love Tony Schiavone. Do you listen to that one at all? I've listened to it a bunch, probably like ten or twenty episodes, and I I find him very enjoyable. He's a creepy old man. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, he's funny. I that one I was the first one I was like I'm good with this one because that just wasn't my era. That wasn't I wasn't a big WCW guy, especially in the early days. Unless they just did a Saturday night uh, one because oh, I used to great. watch that religiously. Uh, Saturdays Saturdays for the boys. The original Saturdays for, for yeah, wrestling. Cartoons in the morning and cartoons then wrestling, wrestling and then, then wrestling at oh, night yeah. with Star Trek. Uh, Saturday used to be my favorite day because I used to go to church yeah. with my dad. I would get back Star Trek. It was four o'clock mass, five o'clock Star Trek because we used to leave. Right after you get the communion, my day's called the fast break. So you can say for that little <laughs> final hula right, yeah. Yep, we're out of there. And then we go home, watch Star Trek. I'd have like Gatorade, soup, and like boiled hot dogs. I was a fat kid and I ate a lot, and I still do. And then 6.05 was Saturday night WCW. Oh, and that was good and stuff. And then you rolled right the into Hollywood like Hollywood Yeah, and then you got Snick like an hour later. Yeah, it was a good night. Man, being a kid was the best back in the day. Anyways, so. Uh, with this direction, though, like I said, Eric Bischoff hasn't been involved in creative in all this time, so it's going to be interesting to see like what he can actually bring to the table. And then, really, how good of salesmen. We know Paul Heyman is almost like that guy. I'm sure you have it at work. You have it at work, listener. Just that annoying guy who never stops talking, who never stops going oh, to yeah, the I boss. Got a few of those. Never I might and, be one of them. I'm but it's the actually. One. But can I say something? It's actually the right way of doing business yeah. sometimes. Because sometimes either your boss is like, okay, we got 80 ideas from this guy, let's use one. Or it's like, this guy's bothering me so much, we're just going to give him. We're going to give him what he wants. Yep. And I feel like Heyman, if you listen to the Bruce Pritchard podcast, you know, may I, may I have a volley, yeah. sir? Like, he continues to push his agenda upon it because he believes in the. I think the creative process in the story of wrestling, and if you ever watched the later days of ECW, there was so much there. He couldn't pay the bills, but he, he knew how to he tell a creative create, story. Yes. He knew how to hide weaknesses, and Eric Bischoff knows how to make stakes until he brought in, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy. Oh, who, Vince uh, Russo. Vince Russo. I know, that's a name we're also just waiting to hear. When's no, that guy coming back? No, 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 but no, please no. I don't think we will, and so the one thing this definitely does say, I think it's a complete reaction to the internet basically and the viewership being down for Raw and SmackDown. They got this impending Fox deal. I'm sure Fox is super unhappy with the way like just the and every time you look at WWE products it's being sinking. crapped on. It's fucking sinking. It is. Like a and ship. it's been and unfortunately SmackDown's been the worst. I've said this on this podcast. You go back in any of our archives, Rossi on Wrestling, search it on the iTunes. It is embarrassingly like dipping the way how good SmackDown. I used to say SmackDown was one of my favorite shows per week. I personally didn't. Uh, Raw that was, was like so good. Two this, months ago, you yeah, said that Raw was so good to me this week that I didn't even bother with SmackDown. I was like, it's just gonna hurt it. I thought, like honestly, I know that's such a bad way, but it's like that I can't watch five hours of rest the same wrestling product every week. So I went in today with the daunting task of having to watch about nine hours of wrestling. <laughs> And then this news broke, and I quickly typed up the article. I got, like, halfway through Raw, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm tapping out. Fuck this shit. Like, new. Even, like, the Becky Lynch-Seth Rollins storyline right now is so boring to me. It, it's so, like... I, like if, if It's you, too soon. Yeah, do a wink and a nod at it. Like you were, we were saying earlier, have, you know, what's-her-name uh, Lacey when, Evans when Lacey be Evans with was... Corbin or be the special guest referee, and then have Becky come out, hit her with a chair, and just wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. Just like, I got you. Yeah. Like, we know you're together because internet. All right, we get it. But you don't need the product to be so in your face about it. Like, these two are together. And he's like, she interrupted me. I think it makes... It's rubbing badly for Becky Lynch more than Seth Rollins. Like, Seth Rollins is kind of like in his... Again, 
Becky Lynch didn't need this, and I think no. we brought this up with Conor McGregor. Wouldn't you want her to get the rub? No, I don't. I, I did her, at the time. It's I so want funny her to how... beat up Conor yes. McGregor. I want to be like, fuck, I don't need anybody. I'm the man. They hurt her character way back at, I think, Royal Rumble, and it's been on life support ever since. Even the win at WrestleMania was a little bit, eh. Well, was just, daunted around the whole yeah, everything finish. And, and, and even, and, like, the, the lead-up wasn't as good as it should have been. Like, you could have found a better way to fit. Like, I know Charlotte had to be in there, but you could have found a better way to do it. Yeah, like, especially when she won, like, eight days before. And now you're weakening... You're, Seth Rollins looked like such an idiot when he was like, oh, you interrupted me. And she just goes, did I? And then they just didn't really yeah, address there was no, it Yeah, there was no there. chemistry. Was like, yeah. And I'm sure they're much better than that in real life. I don't know. It is, felt like a real I hope bad and J-Lo fucking... So, another uh, take I've heard about this... Actually, I made this up, so I did this. Is that, do you think WWE is promoting it so much that they're in such a tough position... Uh, Ratings-wise, Seth Rollins has had his infidelities in the past. Has been seen on the internet, and I think um, uh, why can't I think? Sonya Deville now is dating Seth Rollins' like ex-girlfriend who like oh, yeah, cheated yeah. on that mm-hmm. whole situation. That became public. Google it. I think his dick's on the internet. Um, and Becky Lynch, we don't know what happened. She was with like an MMA fighter a few years mm-hmm. ago. That quietly just went away. Maybe there was some situation there. And WWE's like, let's put these two people now that they're together and they're like they run red hot in real life. If there's some sort of explosive breakup, that's gonna be, that's gonna be ratings. That's gonna be money. It's gonna be mm-hmm. cash. Maybe I don't know. I'm just I, I'm going with all the 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 conspiracy theory you can put out. I mean, I wish them the best. De- Becky Lynch could definitely do better. Like hundred percent. In which way? Hundred percent. Like wrestling skill, looks oh, wise. Everything. Well, speaking about wrestling, so let's get into this real quick. So Seth Rollins has been like all over Twitter. This has not been his life. So after Dean Ambrose left, we went over in the podcast and go in the archives. Dean Ambrose slaughtered the WWE creative process, Vince McMahon, which a lot of people agree with. So WWE has just been looking terrible, hence the moves of signing these guys and trying to get laps fans in. I mean, it's really been probably the darkest time for me as a wrestling fan I've ever seen, like from a standpoint, like of, where you continue to watch, like you're not even yeah. completely turning it off yet. Because yes. I've turned it off. I feel like for right before ECW came back and CM Punk grabbed my attention again, like during that, like I, don't, I can't really. It had to be like WrestleMania 25 ish. I feel like Peter that. Givens. It's not like I'm unmotivated <laughs> to watch. I'm just, I just don't care because you're yeah. not like, like you're not enjoying it. I'm not enjoying it. Like I want to watch good wrestling. You're just not. Giving me good wrestling. Yeah, and you're giving me too much. That's a whole other side to this, in my I mean, opinion. nine hours from fucking... Sunday, Sunday to, to Tuesday. To Tuesday is... It's, re- it's borderline it's re- insane. Yes, it's it's crazy. Like, I would have... And I didn't even do most of it, because I actually did things. <laughs> but, like, the idea of having to do that, would I rather do that, or would I rather go see Toy Story 4? Personally, I think wrestling, but that's a that's my hot take. No. I think there's no re- need for a Toy Story 4. I've heard it's incredible. I'm sure it is. I've only seen Toy Story 1 and 3, so I'm only going to watch the odd ones. I've never my saw 2. My God in heaven. Two never is, saw 2. 2 because is great. I, I'm They're so, all great. You know I'm a stubborn bastard about stuff, but like once I don't like sequels. I don't like trilogies. Oh I like God. when a movie comes out, and it's a standalone, and it's excellent. It's like, that's a great Toy movie. Toy Story is probably one of the greatest movies of all time. It's probably in my top 10. Yeah. But like I don't Toy need Story more story. Toy Story 2 though is phenomenal. Really? See, I thought Toy awesome. Story 3 was really good. I Toy cr- Story 3 is also literally almost cried. The part where they thought they were like going to kill themselves, I'm like, yeah. this is so heavy. The Mac and Goo podcast did yep. the the recap. I didn't listen to the spoilers, but they I haven't listened yet. So. Uh, I don't know which one's which, but one of them didn't like uh Toy Story 3 as much and where I think Toy Story 3 could be the best one. Oh my god, the emotion it, like, in that it, movie? It, like it just it it fucking Got yeah. me right there. Yeah. Every everything, time. everything I mean, game didn't do. Yeah, that did. Oh, God, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Don't worry, it's coming out again with a bonus scene. That's probably going to be absolutely nothing. Yeah, 
fucking Pants Tent City. I'm going to see that shit, too. I'll see... I, the problem is, I don't dislike it. I will see it. I was just disappointed. Like, the way people are disappointed at the end of Game of Thrones is kind of how I feel about Endgame. And but people think I'm crazy. Oh, my but God. I know, but that's just Jesus how I feel. Christ. That's just how I feel. Oh, my God. So, anyway, so Seth Rollins has now decided to put WWE on his back in his Twitter game and everything. So, he did an interview where he basically said... Dean Ambrose took his ball and went home, which is what they said about Stone Cold Steve Austin and CM Punk, two of the biggest profile wrestlers of all time. I can't but believe it. He, he said same this and said that as those guys. he go. They, oh, absolutely. Dean's in the conversation, oh, no. baby. Oh, Dino. Anyway, so John Moxley now. So it's not he even said in the same book. <laughs> it's not even on the same shelf. Yeah. So he said that he took his ball. And he thinks it's preposterous for him to go out and then after for a place that built him to say these things about it, which he's not wrong. I think he is wrong. Well, no, I think he did it way it. more diplomatically. And believe he did. me, I have my qualms when Dean Ambrose was here, but the way he spoke about it, the what he did, I don't think it was that bad. I think I know we know what Seth Rollins is doing here. He's stirring shit, which is And he's what also he be doing. putting the company on his back. He's yeah. now Mr. He's basically waving the flag. Remember Battleground a few years ago? They used to wave their like mm-hmm. the logo flags. He's waving the WWE but flag. But he's not Randy Moss. His shoulders cannot hold up the earth. He's trying, man. He's yeah, on Twitter, so we don't have to go through it. Just Go check out Seth Rollins on Twitter and the back and forth with guys like Will Ospreay, Chris Jericho. He basically, before Stomping Ground, which was being absolutely panned before it went on, said, tonight you're going to see some of the best wrestling ever. Like, we do it better than anybody. And everyone's like laughing at him. The internet's laughing at him. He personally didn't have a great showing. But the ma- the card itself. Never, ever really no, does. No, but I don't think. he's I think against he... somebody who's better than him. Yes, that's which... fine. Like, his match with Daniel Bryan and we going Raw was out freaking standing. I like, wonder why. Well, because Dan Bryan's the best that may have ever done it. So, I, I don't disagree. I'm not going to fight about that right now. But he, with his doing on Twitter, I love. Like, he, I so do, too. Him and, and he's going back. because he's with somebody who's trying who to. Who knows how to well, with, crush th- on Well, that's, like, better than him and trying to elevate oh, so him to her level. So, like, in the ring, he needs to be with somebody better to elevate his game. Yeah. In, and the, on, sheets, yes. in the sheets, he needs somebody in the bed to elevate his game. And on Twitter, he needs to be with somebody who knows how to elevate his game. Yeah, he's just like this a, a good point. You have, yeah. This is he's a good. A I'm giving you your own argument. That's not bad. We'll have to go back and listen to that. My point. I really am on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, we did a whole Rollins, is Rollins overrated yep. uh, podcast, which we'll probably have to do a redo, maybe once a year. Uh, <laughs> but he, right now, is being Captain WWE. Like, today, when they, Bischoff, he did, like, the the Bish is back, hashtag Team WWE. Like, you just don't see people doing that. There's no pride in this company, I feel. Well, there's no, really no reason for it a lot but of times. it's such a good look, I think, for him to be doing it this way. Like, Kofi Kingston is obviously very pro. I think he's very happy with his position in the company and he's killing it he's one of the few he's really one of the people taking it on his back from a standpoint of just like hey look at what i'm doing in the ring and i i don't know like the bish is back like uh, you don't have to like it but i just think it's he's putting a direct message saying hey f he's basically saying oh you guys all don't like this f off we like it I, i like it here this is the great best place to be. The crazy thing about what he said about this being the best place for wrestling in the world, he's 100% right. He is. They 99% of the people, not 99, but a lot of the people they have now are the indie darlings of a few years ago. Oh, that's what they've done. And they, they have they a go pipeline. And, yeah, and they go and put on the best shows in the world every once in a while. Yeah. And like, if given the chance, like you said, AJ Styles and fucking Ricochet. Oh my God. That match of the pod, match of, like, that's a future match of the pod. If this podcast, when we're doing it in 20, 2017, 2027. Jesus. Um, oh, that's so many years now. Yeah. Like 2017. When, when the, I'm going to get my head frozen like <laughs> Ted Williams. Uh, but you're talking wrestling. But he, that match was just so good. Like everything right about wrestling right in there. And I've, I've had my criticism about Ricochet. And I said ever since he's come to this product, it has changed. He is outstanding. Clean finish on Raw to end of Raw. 
on a one-on-one match. Are yeah, you kidding that's me? That's what SmackDown that used to do. And it built story. AJ went over on Ricochet, who just won the title. But the story was, AJ's been out, maybe a little hurt, maybe a little rusty. Ricochet's coming off a very hard-fought win over Samoa Joe. Wow, you're talking reality to me. You're making the you're product booking feel... Good things. And, like, you saw it in the match. Like, AJ used to be able to do that very clean. Well, maybe it's ring rust. Uh, Ricochet isn't as quick, because last night he was in the chokehold for 16 minutes with They're Samoa Joe. They're booking little intricacies. So that was so... Like I did with my King of the Ring, that nobody probably heard that well. <laughs> no, some people complimented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we gotta go back. Listen to the King of the Ring thing. Billy did a really good my job. My booking right? was phenomenal. It was good. It was phenomenal. Characters were could have questionable, but it doesn't matter. It was a good idea. So, uh, in the archives, King of the Ring. So, I just think that, like, what they did there was so good. And then the next night, it's so funny, because here's the problem with wrestling. Samoa Joe is, uh, earlier in the night, Samoa Joe attacks Kofi Kingston for no reason, and now he gets a title shot. So, Samoa Joe lost his U.S. title, gets a championship match for attacking Kofi Kingston. Yeah, they, they that's, went back that's to... That's the problem with wrestling sometimes. Yeah. And then you have no AJ Styles beating Ricochet, non-title match, and I'm sure there now he's going to say, now you get a title match. Like, that makes sense. 100%. That's what you do to like, make number interesting one, stories I think they're forgetting characters. about number one contenders. That's what I'm hoping out of this. Give me more number one contenders match. Give me more stories that get us somewhere and Give me sense. stakes. That's all yes. fucking Eric Bischoff talks about that. He does. Big green, big green egg. Big green egg. I will say I don't have one of those, but I think that might want to invest. I love one. Oh, it's like it's like, almost like a smoker like dash grill. Three thousand, four thousand. But I think they might be even more than that. I think. Oh, well, you know what? That's why we have the internet. Yeah, I'm gonna say ten grand for the big green egg for the biggest of the big green eggs because yeah, I don't if Everett Bischoff is toting it, and I think uh, a quarterback gave him out as a. Uh, so I see. Yeah, they did. It was so we're seeing some for three hundred. This very nice one's almost two grand. All right. Holy smokes! Charcoal built-in grill turquoise. Big Green Egg. Let's go to the actual website. Now we're doing an ad. Hey, Big Green Egg, if you want to pay us. Yeah, if you want to sponsor us. Uh, I know uh, Backcracker likes to grill. Dude, I love grilling. That's great. Last night. There's nothing better than grilling. Yeah, especially uh, I like, um, what is it? Not Dom's. What's the place in Everett? I go. Uh, oh, for, um, McKinnon's. Oh, McKinnon's. So there's so a place good. up here now where I live that's pretty good. All right, what is the price here? No price. I mean, that's when you know that's it's really when you know, expensive. Yeah, I was just going to say on the website when you can't find it. When you got to find so. a fucking dealer. So the last big piece of news that came out today, also involving Paul Heyman, you teased it earlier, Bill, was this is just the title from the New York Post. So we're not talking about like... No I had to read this twice, the headline twice, So I didn't believe it. Hardcore legend Tommy Dreamer contemplated murder-suicide at WrestleMania. See, when I heard suicide, that's like the murder part went out, and then I reread it before I read the article, and I was like, murder-suicide? Like, in his hotel room, he was going to kill like his wife and then kill himself? No, he was going to go to WrestleMania, ringside, shoot fucking Paul Heyman in the back of the head, Get in the ring and then fucking kill himself. That is fucking crazy town banana pants. Obviously, everybody's glad he didn't do that. And, but like, this is like troubling to bring up. It's, it's, uh, yeah, we'll get into it. So here's the gist of it. Dreamer was supposed to, this is from the article. Dreamer was supposed to make his WWE debut during the company's tables, ladders, and chairs match at WrestleMania 17. I don't know. You may have heard of it. But plans changed, and Dreamer became the odd man out. The triple threat match featured Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys, and the Hardy Boys. So my guess is, looking at that story, Spike Dudley was already involved when it came to the Dudley Boys. Edge and Christian 
had who was their other? Oh no, I'm sorry, Matt. Michael, the hey, Hardy, do, do, do. No, the Hardy Boys had Lita yep. as their person. Edge and Christian, then Rhino was a part of this. So I'm assuming that's the role he would have been in. Maybe total, he was supposed to be assumption. in the Dudley's corner, and then they were like, "Now nah, we're gonna make Spike Dudley a thing here." Maybe I, I think Spike might have already been, but either way, really, maybe, I think he was already. I don't think anybody debuted. Maybe Rhino did because. I can't remember. No, I mean, I know Spike Dudley was a thing in ECW. But I think he already had been with this. But anyway, Uh. so that's what happened. And that that was the tipping point in the darkest stage of his life. Extreme Championship Wrestling, which was run by Paul Heyman, had just folded and Dreamer was back living with his parents. So think about that. You're an adult. He's already, he was like the face of ECW. He was George He really was. So he just says, I remember I did a show... Um, down in Texas because I was in Houston you have to remember at the time WrestleMania 17 by the way again the biggest WrestleMania of in the history time. and probably one, one of the biggest buy rates aside from The Rock for Cena 28 um, he says we saw a sign that said Guns Welcome and he was in Houston and he said he did an indie show there and said what is this I'm from New York what do you mean Guns Welcome and they said oh you are allowed to bring firearms into a venue so then he says in his dark depression that he goes, and this is from his podcast. That I'll tell you what I wanted to do. Murder. It's sick <laughs> that I wanted to do this. At WrestleMania, I was going to hop the rail and I was going to whack Paul E in the back, in the back of the head, and right at the announce table. And then I was going to whack myself, the ultimate martyr. I was going to hit my pose crack. Boom. I don't really know what that means. I think that means his, like, finisher? Or, like, he's going to, po- he's going to, like, Kill him? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, maybe hit the corners like fucking Austin. Yeah. I don't know. Pulled the trigger because I was insane. Don't know if I would have went through with it, but that's what I was thinking about every day. I mean, and this is nothing to joke about. No. I mean, I've dealt with depression and Absolutely. stuff like this. Like, I would. this is what you say for your counselor. This is what yes. you say for a private time. Like, the fact that he's bringing this out, hopefully it brings about, like, issues of, like, mental health. But that didn't really seem to be the thing in this article. This article is pretty much for clicks and shock value. But this is his podcast. Like, he went out on a podcast. And, says, and the reason he didn't do any of this is because he got a message. Um, Good old JF. Yeah, he said he got a random number he didn't pick up. And it was Jim Ross who said... Um, Hang in there, buddy. We we don't have we, we still have you in our thoughts. Hang in there. We'll be in touch. So that just gave him an inkling to be like, okay. But the first thing when you hear murder suicide, the first name, especially when it comes to wrestling, is Chris Benoit. Like yeah. Chris Benoit, that's the title. That's what he did. That is like right now hearing Chris Benoit if he did not do the horrible things he did, saying, you know, that weekend of that pay per view, murder my family and kill and myself, kill myself. Like what? So just say this happened. If Tommy Dreamer, during the WrestleMania 17 broadcast, just say it was during that match, which is, again, one of the most famous matches in wrestling history, jumps the guardrail, kills Paul Heyman, say he gets into the ring or whatever, even if it's on the side, kills himself on television and all the cameras. And 2001's a lot different than, unfortunately, two years earlier when Owen Hart tragically fell. This would be everywhere. I personally believe there wouldn't be a WWE today. We talked about this earlier. I think there still would be. I think the show might have even fucking went on. No, there's no way. If there's a murder during the event, there's no way. This, oh, you're people right. They're are probably, they probably have to literally close the place. Yeah, there's mass there. chaos, and there's there's no way. I think it would ruin... All right, that was a dumb statement. That's okay. I'll walk that back. We're full, we're full of them <laughs> on this show. That's a, that's our specialty. Like, Matt and Goo talk about friendship. Dork talk about the good content. Uh, other podcasts are smart. We just say dumb things. All right, that's true. But you don't walk it back. you got to go knee-deep. They would They would have made... Vince would have said, the show goes. Ah. All right, well, the company would have won. Vince says, I didn't fight Shane yet, damn it. 
<laughs> There's a murder out there, Vince. Ah, God damn it, it's a work. Anyway, yeah, so... Yeah, it would have been an active crime scene. I'm an idiot. I've seen a lot of Law and Order to know that it's probably... <laughs> dun, dun. Anyway, so I... But this is just the way I believe. Like, that would have been such a huge, monumentally terrible thing to happen that I think WWE, Vince McMahon himself, like, this would have changed everything. Like, I really do think WWE would cease to exist. I They just purchased I, WCW six days before this event. You have to remember the time. So, like, WCW, not on television anymore. ECW, gone. This is before the invasion. This is also before 9-11. So, this would be, like, such a major catastrophe. And he even says, like, I would have done this and been a martyr. I don't think you would have been a martyr, yeah, dude. you would have been a you'd fucking be, asshole. You'd be, like, the you'd be worse than Chris Benoit. Well, you'd be, no, because no, he, he his whole family. Uh, the only reason I say this is because he did it on national television. He killed a man during te- well, national pay television. Well, pay-per-view. But still. No, I, I get that. I think killing your family in fucking roid rage is worse than Well, we can have that argument suicide. Yeah, yeah. time. Um, but, no, I think it would have went on because, like, wrestling is known for this type of shit, man. Like, But, no, we've never seen a murder. I mean, Bruiser Brody was murdered in the shower. You haven't, yeah, but seen, that was... you haven't seen live murder on television, no. But people, like... This kind of stuff happens at workplaces. So there was over 67,000 people in attendance. And does it tell me how many people bought the pay-per-view? I mean, somebody tried to kill, what was it, Monica Seles? Yes. At a tennis event? I mean, that was a, a crazy fan, I believe, right? Oh, Shane McMahon vs. Man, by the way, already did happen. So Vince would be like, I would have got my looks in. I, I, I don't think it would have ended wrestling as we know it. I think it, I, I just have this feeling like stuff like that is a major shakeup in the entire country. Oh, 100%. World. It would have gotten crazy coverage, and I think they would have been on Monday Night Raw. I think Monday Night Raw would have happened. The next night? Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. My belief, the only thing that would have happened about three months later, if they wanted to continue the process in wrestling and like all the jobs of the wrestlers and stuff, WCW would have been the new product. They would have gotten rid of WWE's name would be gone because they would be the one in the headlines like WWE. I don't think you can let one person who's a fucking maniac ruin an entire company. I just think that's the way like in the public eye and the way things happen. I think yeah, it but really... in the public eye like the public eye is not really wrestling fans. The public eye is. But like, this would have pushed it like when fans. Chris Benoit did what he did. Next, you know, there's no more steroids in wrestling. There's no more like yeah, all blood right. and no all that. There's no more steroids in wrestling. But my point is, they regulate it now, and now there's a PG era all of a sudden. Like they, that struck a big nerve. But if that ever happened live. Yeah, but wouldn't that also be on the security of the building? That's more of a gun control thing and a crazy of person course, than it is always, about, about wrestling. I agree with you, but I still think at the end of the day, it is going to be something that the the company would have to still take all the blame for. Well, to a certain degree. I don't think it would have ended the company. I think that's where we differ. I mean, it would have, it would have put a fucking damper on it, that's for sure. I just don't think we'd be watching Monday Night Raw the same way we're watching Monday Night Raw now. I don't think Fox would ever be giving them jillions of dollars. I hope to fucking Tommy it. Dreamer is an advocate for fucking mental health things. Yeah, I just, like, I've met Tommy Dreamer many times. He was on this podcast, actually, um, before this was this podcast, we'll say. He is someone that I've relative. I wouldn't say I know, I'm not going to pretend that, but he's been someone who's told me things in the past about the company when, like, he's one of those guys that's, like, a super nice guy, but I don't think he knows everybody he's talking to and uh, a lot of these famous mm-hmm. people or famous or people do. Like, I have his cell phone number. Like, I could potentially no reach out brag. to him. It, it, it sounds like a brag, but my point is, like, he's a regular dude. Like, yeah. when I went to WrestleMania, him there's a picture of me, him, and my wife. Like, we know him to a small degree, but it's like, that is he so also scary. He was involved in creative heavily yes. for a while. Yes, and he, the famous thing he said when I was there, because Bruce Pritchard always said, Tommy Dreamer was on creative. This is the time when Bruce Pritchard was just on the phone. Yes. So he wasn't actually in the meetings. But anyways, this is just, I don't know. This, it's been a crazy freaking week of wrestling. And yeah. none of this, very few that we speak of, was in rank. Well, yeah, the in-ring product is nine hours. I mean, 
it's just too much to take, man. Like, if you're watching all of this stuff, God bless you, man. It's just, it's too much, and it's not good enough for No, it. and we... And this week was not even bad, like, proving, uh, Stomping Ground, Proving Ground, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Might as well have been Proving Ground. It's a better yeah. name, actually. Um, it was supposed... This is basically a Seth Rollins pay-per-view, because Stomping Ground is, finishes the stomp. Didn't they have Stomping Ground in some shape or form before? Like, yeah, in, stomping, in your house, Stomping Ground? Or? No, Ground Zero. Uh, yeah. In your house, Stomp This. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no. Stomping Ground was the first time ever, but like back in the day when they Stop did like, the yard, when they used to do uh, like in your house, Rock Bottom. It was a rock pay per view. Yeah, Cold Day in Hell was like for Austin versus Undertaker. The Undertaker's Revenge. What the fuck it was oh, yeah, called? Taker's Revenge. Like we know what that one was. So I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting that they did this, but yeah, like that event, like no one's talking about it. That's my real issue with wrestling. Yeah, we could wrap up on this. Like, I thought about this. Stomping Ground happened. We're already two events past it. You had Raw, you had SmackDown. You have this Fighter Fest coming up for AEW. That's a different product, at least. But, like, I really think, like, I would love to see WWE start, like, taking weeks off. WWE needs to create its own fake buzz because it has no actual buzz. Well, that's what because, I think this is yeah, what we're seeing. That's what this was. But they, like, the fucking Sports Illustrated broke the story. I'm sorry, no, WWE. Of it was handed to them. It was handed to you, like... It's it's so embarrassing that like they're like oh Bleacher Report's breaking the fact that yeah, what's the, his name's into the Royal Rumble. What are they? The just Hall fucking of Fame. spin a wheel and be like, all right, this week we're gonna give it to fucking Nesson or whatever. I bet you they would wish, but no. But like yeah. shit, like that that's the shit that really pisses me off. Like how stupid do you think wrestling fans are? Uh, Apparently pretty fucking honest? stupid. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't. And we're not that it. stupid. No, we are not. We're very talented and educated people. The doctor that listens to this podcast. By, by, yes, he is. Uh, one last thing before we actually end this podcast. Forget about Match Pod. Forget about that stuff. Cameo. So, Bill, I'm going to give you $100. Not real. Mm-hmm. But if you had to pick one wrestler that could, like, be on this podcast and be like, you're listening to Billy D on the Rossi on Wrestling podcast or whatever. Like, uh, because Cameo has all these different rel- wrestlers, like Leo Rush, who's gone, by the way. Dalton Castle, Sandman, uh, Gilberg, Joey Ryan, Billy Gunn, these are Marty Skrull. These are just an example. But if you could have somebody record something for this, who, what wrestler would you want? Would I want? Would I want? But it, it has to be like a hundred bucks. So that has to be somewhat realistic. Um, are they? Can any of them be WWE guys? Yeah, it can be whatever you want. Bo Dallas. Oh, Bo Dallas. What would you want him to say? Like Bo Leave and Billy D. Uh, I Bo Leave and Billy Biceps. Something like that. Yeah. Or like that's actually. Well, no, I think I think we need to go like I know we um. Billy got a hundred bucks. The Jobber Knocker got Mandy Rose for uh, JC's birthday. Oh yeah, they paid for that. So yeah. how much was she? I don't Let's know. See. For cameo, I don't know. Mandy Rose also teasing a lesbian, uh, yeah, Mandy Sachs. Let's see. Oof. She was a hundred dollars. Yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely. Yeah, she wouldn't be. Oh, I got it. Peyton Royce or Billy Kay. That's who we need. Okay. Do you want them both? Do you want the iconics? Like, oh, I would love like it. Like listening to Billy D I on the Roger Wrestling Podcast yes. is iconic. I think we need them, and then we need the Usos. What do you want the Usos to say? They've been down since day one. Okay. Ish. I like this. So please uh, hit up our Patreon that's yet to be uh, put out there. Uh, is, um, are the other iconics on this thing? Uh, let's find out. Mandy Rose. I'll put up very, 50 bucks fucking right now. Uh, let's see. We'll go Peyton. Oh, their their podcast is iconic. Oh, I'm not seeing Peyton Royce. What's her real name? Probably not Peyton Royce. Oh. But when did she go by? Who's this? There she oh, is. there she is. 
She is 100 bucks. 100 bucks. Hell yeah. All right, let's see if I can play some of this. Good lord. I'm new to this whole cameo thing, but I'm so, so sexy. excited to connect with her. By the way, this is like a dating profile. It says Peyton Royce, one half of the Iconics, dog mom, pizza lover, mermaided heart. She just needs a picture of her hiking and saying that she's uh, like a Libra or some shit. We'll hear one. So let's see how she... Per- Bret Hart does it for 150 Right, you get him. Let's see this one. Hey Kim, hey Cody. Um, I just wanted to send a shout out to say thank you so much for all that you do for us. Uh, your pictures are amazing. Your guys' support is yeah. Okay, that's right. good. But um, maybe we'll put this. Maybe we'll pull. Like I said, go check out our Patreon that isn't there. Yeah. Just slide into Billy D's DMs with a gif of Peyton Royce and a fifty dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> a gif of it. We're not, you know, not real money. What we? No, can- I would totally do that for. Uh, are the Usos on this thing? Let's check this out. This is good fucking radio. I was right going to say, this is the point where everyone's like, yeah, I'm done. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, like, share, tell your friends about it. Um, don't forget oh, no also, if says. you um, rate us with five star review, Billy D will make you a personalized GIF meme. What did you say? Whatever you want. Photoshop. Anything involving. Oh, I can yeah. request the Usos. Ooh. All right. Well, I think this was a good podcast. This is the best podcast ever. Paige is on there. You can get her to do silly things. James Ellsworth. Any other final thoughts of the pod? Closing. Uh... My final thought is I think WWE is making very knee-jerk reactions to the internet rea- uh, like thoughts and their falling ratings. And obviously this Fox deal is impending. I think Eric Bischoff's a big part of that. He's, he has a lot of ties with executives. He's been a part of a lot of different shows. If you listen to the 83 Weeks podcast, which, by the way, I thought was going to be the worst title ever. But now it kind of just fits. Like, it just works. Yeah, it's great. It, so, uh, but I think it's... Um, That's how good podcasts are named. Like, it just comes. Like, I don't know, uh, so to speak. But, like, it, the name just kind of develops or it's from something good. It's not, like, some fucking alliterative bullshit that's, like... Like, Ross and Yeah, well, I don't It could wanna, be some very big changes coming to this podcast. I don't, don't want to go there. <laughs> you can go there. I don't care. I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking oh, of I, every time somebody comes up with a name in, like, one of those... You know, like, the, the drive for five. Like, oh. I hate that shit. So if you were to rename this podcast right now on the spot, what would you name it? Uh, that's tough. I don't know if we've launched anything that I would name this after. Matt on wrestling? I don't know. <laughs> wrestling is for the boys. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> wrestling men talking about tights. Or nope. like wedgie. Oh, you know what I will say? What's that? All right. So this is a uh, on the podcast I listen to, How Did This Get Made? Yes. They do Paul's Picks. Paul's Picks. Like- so maybe we'll do a Billy's Pick. Billy's Pick. <laughs> Little Nas X. Uh, I think it's called. This is like Match of the Pod, but now we're talking about something else. Yeah, got it. His album, his album, phenomenal. I would give it six stones. Six stones. Yeah, it's seven-ish songs. Ooh, I like that. Under ten is always my favorite. Seven songs, totaling eighteen minutes. What? It's actually eight songs, but the so I can listen to this whole album in like twenty minutes, quarter of my ride. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal, too. Because okay, he does every type. He does, like, a country song. He does a rock song. He does a song that should be a 90s open for a Nickelodeon show. It's just, like, a good, fun, like, pop song. Pretty much, yeah. It's, he's he's phenomenal. I fucking love the guy. Go out and listen to that. I think it's called 7EP. I believe so. I've seen it, like, people talking yeah, about it's it. It's fucking you, phenomenal. Actually. Panini? Oh. Panini. Yeah, Hot That's Off the, the Presses, baby. Yeah. Ooh. Is that you, or is that the name of the song? That's the name of the song, Panini. Hot off the presses. No, that's just me. I like that, though. Yeah. 
Hunt off the presses. I might have some there. Not that that's ever been used. All right, anyways, I'm Jason Ross. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason D. Rossi. He is Billy D. Billy Biceps. You can follow him at Billy D. 2411. Don't forget to tell a friend about it. Like to like our tweets. I don't know why I keep saying like. Subscribe <laughs> to this podcast. Subscribe. And don't forget to also rate the podcast. Five stars get you a custom pornography with Billy D. No, you get oh, not, Photoshop. No. I always Photoshop. get those confused. Photoshop, GIF, whatever you want. Check him out on Twitter at Billy D. 2411 you can see some of his creative ways and some of the stuff he does for his organization and you can maybe get some of that for you again five star reviews only we will catch you all next week frank says hi